Welcome back to the History of North America Extra. I'm Mark Vinette. The Dead Letter, Chapter 25. Who wrote Shakespeare? Who really wrote Shakespeare? Wade again reflected on the question posed by himself and countless others since the middle of the 19th century. The Shakespeare authorship question was the argument that someone other than William Shakespeare of Stratford wrote the text attributed to him. Anti-Stratfordians, a collective term for adherents of the various alternative authorship theories, believe that Shakespeare of Stratford-upon-Avon was a front to conceal the identity of the real writer or writers, who for some reason could not accept or did not want public credit. Although the idea has attracted much public interest, all but a few Shakespeare experts and literary historians consider it a far-flung belief and, for the most part, acknowledge it only to disparage or rebut the claims. Queen Elizabeth's reign had inspired a national literature. It was during this time that the English language became eloquent, expressive, refined, and comprehensible in a wide variety of genres. The author, who wrote as William Shakespeare, was but one of many talented writers of the epoch, albeit he is by far the best known today. Shakespeare's authorship was first questioned during the Victorian era, when adulation of the Stratford man as the greatest author of all time was at its zenith. Shakespeare's biography, particularly his obscure life and modest origins, seemed incompatible with his poetic eminence and his reputation for genius, arousing suspicion that the man from Stratford might not have written the plays attributed to him. The controversy had since spawned a vast body of research and literature, and almost 100 authorship candidates have been proposed. Supporters of alternative candidates contend that theirs is the more plausible writer and that the player from Stratford lacked the education, wide breadth of knowledge, aristocratic sensibility, or familiarity with the royal court that they say is apparent in the texts. They argue that the works are steeped in nobility and demonstrate a keen knowledge of power from the point of view of royals, courtiers, and courts. This is crazy, exclaimed Julia. I've never heard of such nonsense. Wade had decided to reanimate the discussion with Julia, but now regretted it. The bard was one of her literary heroes, and she would have none of it. Shakespeare's authorship was not questioned during his lifetime or for centuries after his death, Julia argued. Why can't we all just accept that he was a genius and leave it at that? She waited for Wade to support her statement, then added, all this appears to me to be intellectual snobbery. Don't you agree? Wade grimaced. I'm trying to keep an open mind. Feeling slightly rejected, Julia redirected her full attention to the winding road in front of her, preferring to listen instead of making further pronouncements about this controversy. It is true, Wade analyzed aloud that the scant historical record does support Shakespeare's authorship, but the anti-Stratfordians postulate some type of conspiracy that shielded the writer's true identity, 
which they say explains why no documentary evidence exists for their candidate. Julia fumed, but remained true to her unannounced vow of silence. I've never been big on conspiracies, Wade continued, but in this case, I need to consider all options. He turned his head and looked out the car's side window. He thought about how most anti-Stratfordians believe that the Shakespeare canon exhibits such depth of learning and intimate knowledge of the Elizabethan court and politics that no one but an educated court insider or nobleman could have written it. Apart from acting notices, critical commentary, and literary references, the available data regarding Shakespeare's life consist of dry personal details such as records of his baptism, marriage and death, lawsuits to recover debts, tax records, and real estate transactions. Astonishingly, his last testament does not include the bequeathal of any books, and no document attests that he received an education. In addition, no literary manuscripts or personal letters written by the man of Stratford survive. Despite the low survival rate for documents of this era, to skeptics, these gaps in the record suggest a profile of a man who differs markedly from the gifted author who wrote Hamlet and Macbeth. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-218-6010. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-218-6010. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-218-6010. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. I'm Mark Vinette, and I hope you enjoyed the listen. The Historical Jesus Podcast is the sweeping saga of the life and times of Galilean Jesus of Nazareth, as well as the faith, religion, and church founded to honor and disseminate his acts and teachings. Join me, Mark Vinette, on this fascinating journey through time, exploring the many great works of Christian theology, literature, architecture, music, and art inspired by the words and deeds of Jesus Christ.